Free Spirit Academy is about you getting to be fully you. My name is Randy Moss, and I'm an eating psychology coach, breathwork teacher, and soon-to-be somatic experiencing practitioner, having conversations about freedom with food, body, trauma, and making it safe to be fully ourselves. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm just popping in to let you know what you're in for here. So this is the first audio of the soon-to-be newly expanded intuitive eating course in Free Spirit Academy. This is a 30-day program that is about food freedom, but also about you feeling free to just be yourself. And in any of my courses or one-on-one work, food is just a starting point to go so much deeper And while I do have courses and clients that don't center around food these days, it is still the bulk of what I do, and I feel really grateful to do it. Uh, Free Spirit Academy houses four courses currently, and all of that info will be in the show notes. But for now, please enjoy this opening audio to the 30-Day Liberated course, The Dream Under the Dream Body. Welcome to Liberated. This is the Free Spirit Academy Food Freedom Course, and my guess is that you're here because you don't feel free around food. Maybe you have been a raw vegan or keto or paleo or on the GAPS diet or any number of healing diets that exist or all of the above or everything in between. And maybe you know what it's like to weigh and measure and count all the bits of food that go into your mouth. Maybe you felt obsessed with food, dieting, cleansing, detoxing, trying to achieve the perfect body or the perfect health, the perfect remission of symptoms. Maybe you are sick or you have a chronic illness and you just want to heal, but the overwhelm of food information just makes you feel crazy or sicker or more confused. And trust me, I know what that's like. Maybe you are struggling with binge eating or emotional eating, or you're just sick of thinking about food all the time. And I get that. I really, really do. I would imagine, maybe, that we have some things in common. And maybe you also really want to feel free because perhaps it's felt like you couldn't really feel free or really feel like yourself until you lost weight or your body changed or until you fasted and cleansed yourself to this glowing perfection or or perfected your body to bulletproof health. And that can all feel so valid, especially if you have lost a lot of weight or lost any weight and, and felt a sense of freedom in that. I get that. But my guess is that it didn't last and you found yourself feeling the same old way, looking for more. Or perhaps you reached your goal weight and immediately felt disappointed or lost. Like, what do we do now? Or maybe you've just tried and tried and tried to finagle the perfect body, diet, health, and it's left you feeling just confused. And speaking of confusion, that's a pretty easy place to land. 
because of course, one person says you can eat all the carbs you want if you just eat low fat. And then the next person says you can live on fat bombs and buttery coffee as long as you stay away from sugar. And another person will say that it doesn't matter what you eat as long as it stays in a certain calorie range or macronutrient range. Information can be useful and our health and quality of life and our bodies can absolutely shift for the better. And if our attempts to change are rooted in trauma, like if we're trying to become smaller to become more lovable or to take up less space, or if we're trying to cleanse and fast and have as few needs as possible, or if we're aiming for perfection or extremes, and this is innocent because often we feel extremely unwell, um, then it's not an embodied journey and it's not going to lead to actual freedom, like the real thing that we want. I like to tell stories and I end up talking about myself a lot because stories are what have been most useful and supportive for me. So this is my background with all of this stuff. I was raised vegetarian in a fairly health-conscious home and part of that was religious and part of that was, I think, my mom in particular was just interested in health. Um, like we were real, <laughs> we were real health foodies. Like I remember the smells of old tiny health food stores and it smelled like carob chips and nutritional yeast and like <laughs> dry cereal. Um, we ate a lot of whole foods and like lots of really processed fake meats too. Like for vegetarians, there were not great options for a long time. Like it was just all you know, super processed. And this is not to put a judgment on any food. It was, you know, there was just a mix of things. Um, and from an early age, I loved food and I was even really fascinated with health. And maybe that came from my mom. Maybe that was inherent in me. I don't know. Um, I was also <laughs> made to feel as if my appetite was too big leading to a lot of early anxiety and hiding food and eating for comfort shame around eating feels like it was there forever, but things changed pretty dramatically when I was about 12 and my body started changing. And suddenly all of the comments that my dad had made about women being fat with a disgusted tone, of course, because this was never just a neutral descriptor, all of it applied to me potentially. All of the comments that my mom made about her body started to feel like oh my gosh, they were going to apply to my body. My junior high friends, we started talking about going on diets, but we never really did. Um, however, just the thought of starting the diet tomorrow, which came up often, often while we were eating, um, led to me eating entire boxes of crackers or whole bags of chips, just getting ready for this thing that we were going to start over. So going through that and then nearing high school, I had really big dreams, fantastical dreams of starting my freshman year in what teen magazine would describe as a tiny bikini body. I don't really remember a time when I didn't live in fantasy. I was a very daydreamy kid, always creating, again, fantastical scenarios in my head or, or thinking about what was for lunch. So... I fantasized about how magical high school would be and how amazing I would look when this magical of magical times started. And fortunately for me, I think now I was not 
great at starving myself, um, not for very long anyways, and mostly continued on as normal. Um, when I got to high school, however, and gained more weight, I started to really buckle down and I would get up early to go running or work out. And I was always, always, always checking my body if I passed a mirror or a window, um, I worked in the cafeteria of our Seventh-day Adventist boarding school, and I tried to keep my meals to a reasonable minimum, but constantly was sneaking snacks into the dish room or into my pocket or into the walk-in fridge to eat in secret. And as the years went by, I held on to fantasy after fantasy that, um, you know, things were finally going to change. And there was always a moment that was motivating me, like how I would look in my banquet dress. And that was our our conservative school, our Seventh-day Adventist school's version of a prom. Um, I remember convincing my mom to buy me SlimFast, and I discovered the world of calorie counting. And even as a high schooler, did some very short juice fasts, which always ended up, of course as a binge, my newfound habit of binge eating. I was always obsessed with one diet book or another. I remember going to the library and like getting these stacks of books and putting the diet ones under the other ones and hoping my mom wouldn't ask me what I was getting. Uh, But I remember Suzanne Somers and Fit for Life. I mean, there was just everything. I, I was on and off a vegan and I don't, <laughs> I don't have any recollection of it being for any kind of moral or ethical reason other than to like feel really good about myself. Um, but it was on and off and I was always sneaking non-vegan foods into the bathroom and at the same time exercising like crazy. Think six to 12 miles of running plus workout videos plus a job eventually after I worked in the cafeteria, a job where I walked all the time and, you know, to try and make up for my eating And then near the end of my senior year, and obviously this is just a super glossed over overview, I found the book Eating for Beauty by David Wolf that introduced me to the raw food diet. And it turned my world upside down. And I was sure, of course, that everything was going to change. I got some gourmet raw recipe books and started making these very nut-heavy raw food dishes and, of course, just like making myself sick from all of these nuts and feeling so heartbroken every time I went back to cooked foods. Um, The cycle went off and on until I discovered a book called The Raw Food Detox Diet by Natalia Rose, and it was like a transition a transition from from cooked to raw or from you know unclean to clean and i was obsessed with this book it introduced me to food combining and colon cleansing green juicing and this deep tissue cleansing lifestyle and once again i was like this is this is it uh and the years that followed just looked like more and more extreme more fasting eating less than my body needed at the time I would fast for five days, 10 days, all the way up to 90 days, like actually three months at a time on juice and never getting my body to where I thought it should be. Um, 
I I fell in love with the 80-10-10 diet at one point and it's offshoot 30 bananas a day. And I'm sort of throwing this out there because I know a lot of folks that know my story really connect with with these paths. Uh, and on that one, on the 80-10-10 diet, which is a mostly fruit diet, I gained weight. I gained weight very quickly. My skin was breaking out. My gums were bleeding constantly. Um, and later on, uh, I think this was after the after the 90-day juice fast, I went keto, like high-fat ketogenic, which briefly, honestly, was so good um, for my poor body that had gotten nothing, like nothing but juice for the longest time. Um, so I did keto. I was so small and everything felt good and easy until I started gaining weight. Um, and not just gaining weight, but like feeling really slow and heavy and my hormones were weird and I just needed more and more espresso to stay functioning. Um, I, I just, I didn't feel good. And about my mid twenties, I started developing what I now know are autoimmune symptoms. Um, and I, I think I may have even like, so I have psoriasis, I have, some kind of arthritis. We're still working on diagnosis. There's bowel issues. And it's stuff that I didn't really want to even admit that I was experiencing. One, because it was developing subtly uh, and very slowly. We could even say since my teen years, at least with the psoriasis, Um, but distinctly from my mid-20s. And because I was doing all of this stuff, all of this extreme stuff, I barely wanted to admit to myself that I was experiencing any kind of discomfort. And I definitely didn't want to admit it to anybody else. Um, I had this identity as the healthy one from the people that I worked with to my blog, like, and to myself, like it was this identity that was so important to me. And eventually I had to admit I had tried the spectrum, the weight loss diets, the healing protocols, maybe not every single one, but truly close enough. And I want to talk about this for a sec because what I think is important to acknowledge is what I was really looking for here, which is that every diet came with a fantasy. And I imagined that once I lost the weight or once my body was perfectly cleansed and detoxed and my health was perfect and my skin was glowing and I wasn't in pain anymore, I would feel so completely free and I would be unashamed of my body and I would be bold and I would dress the way that I wanted to dress. And with all of that, I would pursue theater like I had wanted to do for so long. And I would become this famous, beautiful blogger and everybody would be in awe of me. And I, I would have this just unconditional love. And I held so tightly to the fantasy because that version of me felt free and loved and safe. These core things that I wanted. And on the surface, I was sure it was because this version of me had it together and was tiny and beautiful and healthy and unbothered and didn't didn't have needs to bother anybody with. Um, you know, this version of me was also endlessly energized and productive and constantly this inspired boss babe totally connected to her purpose. And the fantasy was rooted in so much trauma, right? There was the religious trauma that told me heaven was someday if I was just good enough. 
And there was the capitalist trauma that told me if I were truly connected to my purpose, I could just go and go and go and I would prove my worth. And there was the family trauma that told me my needs were too big or too weird or too dramatic or inconvenient. There was the cultural trauma, of course, that said that women need to be a certain kind of beautiful and a certain kind of shape and size to be acceptable. And I just thought, I was reaching for my potential and that I was aiming for my highest expression. All of that narrowed down to this very physical, external, controllable thing, which was food, my body. If I could control that, everything felt like it would be okay. But as we've discussed, it wasn't. There was the binge eating and the yo-yoing and the never truly feeling free for any sustainable period of time, no matter where I was at in that yo-yo cycle. So if control had proven itself again and again to not actually work, like to not actually offer the, excuse me, the freedom I so desperately wanted, it had to be something else. And I started to wonder if rather than controlling my body, that maybe I could listen? Like I'd stumbled across some intuitive eating stuff. I'd read some books. Um, But I would go back and forth because it seemed like every time I just let myself eat what I wanted, I was this out of control monster. It took me a lot of rounds to sort of trial and error um, what this freedom was actually going to be. And to really settle and wonder what I would have to do um, to trust my body. And if my body wasn't an out-of-control monster, how did I access that? And I had this sense that my body also wanted to feel free. So what if I could have all of the things I wanted without controlling so tightly? What if that was really possible the real things, like the dream under the dream body, the things that I thought I needed to transform myself in order to experience. Like, I thought I had to be thin to be free. I thought I had to be a certain kind of beautiful to be respected. I thought I had to have the perfect diet to heal, and I thought I had to get it all perfect to finally relax and approve of myself. The dream under the dream body, and I would venture to say this is true for a lot of us, was getting to finally relax and be myself. Unconditionally loving, accepting, and approving of everything that I was, everything that currently existed. For so long, I felt like if I didn't have this hope or if I didn't try harder than everyone else to fix my body, I would be letting myself go or giving up on my dream. But the journey has to embody the desired destination. So if I wanted freedom, I had to take a journey that felt free. And my body didn't feel free on such restrictive diets as evidenced by binge eating and constant thoughts about food. I didn't feel free when I was constantly on a plan to try and fix myself. And of course, I couldn't just decide that I was free now and totally comfortable in my body, but I could see this, that the way I was feeding myself and treating my body didn't feel like freedom. It felt like the potential for someday freedom, but that was not the same thing. So 
while we may not be able to just decide to magically feel free, we can practice freedom. So I've talked about myself a lot, and I want to invite you in here with the question of what is it that you actually want? When you imagine yourself with your dream health or your perfect body, what changes? Who is that person? What do you do differently? And how does that feel? If what you want is to lose weight because then you'll feel confident, then practicing confidence in this body is going to be the new attention intention. If you think you can only relax into your life and your body when you're perfectly healthy, then relaxing into this body, even if symptomatic, tired, not living up to expectations, is the new intention. If you think you can only connect and feel intimate when you're no longer binge eating or when you have the diet stuff under control, then the new intention is to let yourself start being seen a little now, connecting more now. Because this is life, your life, and we're all going to die someday no matter how thin, beautiful, healthy, or young-looking we are. I have this recorded as a separate practice for you to really take your time. And, and I mean that. We, we're going to take our time with this. I know we're on a calendar. But if you're not ready to move forward, wait until you feel a gentle pull to the next step. I, I want to move forward with at least 1% of you on board with being with life now, not later, not for your someday self. Being in your life with your body's current needs being respectable and not something to conquer. Lastly, let's take a moment to connect with our bodies. So if it feels comfortable, I'd love for you to put a hand on your heart and a hand on your belly. Or if your belly is too triggering, then two hands on your heart is lovely. And just really feel that contact. Just feel your hands touching your body and your body touching your hands. And notice the air that's moving in and out of your nose. Just notice this, <laughs> these bones underneath you, this flesh and blood aliveness, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant. If you're alive, you're breathing, so we're just noticing that. And directing your attention on your body, see what it's like to say, I've got you. <laughs> I'm on your side. I may not know why you do what you do or what all of your needs are, but I'm listening. I've got you. I'm on your side. So that's it for now. I will chat with you in the next audio.
I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more updates on courses, classes, one-on-one mentorships, and more, go to randymoss.com, R-A-N-D-E-M-O-S-S.com. And thank you so much for listening.